it's really weird uh because i'm very it, like oh it's just a fucking pin guy come on just pick a pin and go with it but no it's it's uh uh it's really it's it, it matters pin choices matter people it just if, feels if I, nice right I, I noticed you're recording so i don't know how much of this is going to make it but my uh, message to the uh, masses is pin choices matter Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Conversation. I am Brandon T. McClure with you, as always, on this journey through your podcaster's favorite fandoms. Um, This is a sad one today, guys. I'm afraid to say this is the last episode of the season. I'm bummed, but I think this is a pretty good episode to go out out on. Um, No shame to anyone that's been on the show. I have been so blessed with some excellent, excellent guests um, I was just thinking about all of them, uh, throughout the season. This is, um, 23 episodes of just solid content. I'm blown away by the reception, by the, pe- by, by, by the content of itself. I never in my wildest dreams thought I could come up with something, uh, that would be, that would just give people so much to say, you know? Anyway. That's enough musing for now. I'm going to muse a bit more at the end, though, so don't you fret. There's going to be plenty of musing for me after the episode airs. Well, without further ado, look, today is uh, Michael Hamilton. This is the first time in conversation history, in its 23-week history, um, that... I've gotten a co-host from a podcast I've already talked to. Uh, if you'll recall, the last episode was Travis Alexander from the Kaiju Weekly Podcast. Today, I have Michael Hamilton from the Kaiju Weekly Podcast. Um, he said, he messaged me. I was like, hey, when can I come on? I was like, how about now? So there you go. We got an awesome episode. This guy had so much to say. He even says towards the end, he was shocked at the kind of content that he was bringing to this episode. Um, the pen talk is not in the episode. That's, that was from before. I just thought it was funny. Uh, so don't, don't look for that. There's a lot of really cool stuff in here. He talks about his his fandom journey, of course. Um, and he talks about a lot of things I think a lot of people are going to relate to. Um, and we talk about something that I've only kind of briefly touched on and hopefully next season I'll be able to dive into more, but people, real people, like you know, a Twitter account, um, who have fandoms attached to them. Essentially, that's what it is. You know, if you have like a bajillion followers on Twitter, but you, you know, a content creator, um, has a fandom attached to them. Like they, that's essentially what it is. I want to dive into that next season. Um, so hopefully I will get the chance to, I'll tell you more about my kind of hopes for the next season, uh, towards the end of the episode. But look, Michael Hamilton, thank you so much for coming on. Um, This is a a long list of times that we've collaborated. What I'm going to do is in the description, um, I I don't remember if I did this for Kaiju Weekly. I probably didn't for Travis, Travis's episode. I'm going to link every uh, collaboration that we've had uh, with Kaiju Weekly uh, in the description. So um, uh, our four or three episodes we did on their show, their... Uh, interview on our show for Kaiju Ramen. Um, 
and of course that and of course guys kaiju ramen uh that third issue is out now you know we talked about it a lot in this episode the issue is out physically and digitally you can find it i'm not just plugging it because i have an article in that issue um i i talked about gamera and i'm really really proud of that article before we get into the episode, I want to make sure that you guys know um, you can follow Conversation on Twitter now. I'll link that below because I don't remember the exact. I think it's Conversation Pod. No, that's too long. Conversation Pod, by the way, at gmail.com if you don't want to get in touch with me. There, you no longer have to go to the fake nerd guys at gmail.com. You can get me there too anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, Conversation now is a Twitter account. Um, follow that for all the news for going into season two. Uh, if you want to be on the show, DM that account. Email me, uh, fakenerdguys at gmail.com, conversationpod at gmail.com. Yeah, guys, let's get this going. All right, without further ado, here's Michael Hamilton. Okay, I am here with Michael Hamilton of the Kaiju Weekly Podcast. How are you today, sir? Tired. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit tired. I'm going to steal a line from my co-host and say I'm a little bit tired today. Like, I... it's that four o'clock, that four o'clock, three o'clock, just kind of the yawn started hitting me about an hour ago. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit. Do I, I, I don't, I hope I can make it through Brandon's podcast, but I'm sure we're going to have a good time. And thank you for letting me come on and, and talk with you. It's, of course. Um, thank you for coming on. You are actually the, this is the first time that I've had a uh, consecutive co-hosts. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Cause last, last week I had Travis, your co-host on the Kaiju weekly. And now I have you. This is the first time it's ever happened to me. So I'm excited. Yeah, I'm a little offended that you chose Travis first, but I'm gonna let it slide this time. But rightfully, rightfully so. It, it Kaiju Weekly is sort of his baby. So, sure. Next time I'll be sure to ask you though. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so let's get right into this. So why don't you why don't you first give us a a little rundown of what your podcast is? Sure. Uh, well, my name is Michael. Last name's Hamilton. We I am a co-host of uh, the Kaiju Weekly podcast which is, a, as the name implies, a weekly podcast about kaiju, uh, where we go over the news of the week, if there is any. If there's no news, we play games, because uh, we try to keep it lighthearted on our show. Um, we're not, I'll be honest with you, I, I think Travis would probably say the same, we're not the most analytical, uh, what is it, scholarly, is that the word I'm looking for, podcast out there. We kind of just we try to look at these films and these and the and the television shows we review for more of a, a fan perspective, sort of a, mm-hmm. an appreciation perspective. Uh, and I think it, because there's plenty of podcasts out there that cover Kaiju Iga that go over like the really nitty gritty stuff, like the really analytical stuff. And we just kind of wanted to fill the gap of uh, appreciating these films and TV shows for what they are. And we have yeah. a lot of fun doing it. That's awesome. I, I love your show. I, I've said on the Travis episode that I have been on your show. Uh, mm-hmm. and it was a great time. We talked about Pacific Rim. Yes, we had all of you guys. I think it was consecutive weeks. We had, uh, well, no, I wouldn't say all. You missed we, one. We missed one. You're right. Yeah. We missed one. So we got to make that up to them uh, the next time around. But yeah, it was a blast having you guys on. Uh, and it was a blast having you on for Pacific Rim. We really appreciate you coming on uh, for that pleasure. episode. It's my pleasure. Um, you also have a magazine, Kaiju Ramen. Oh, a little project. Yeah. A little project called just a tiny little project. Just, just a tiny little overly ambitious project that some days I regret being ever involved in, but (laughs) not kidding. Um, yeah, it's cut. We, we, uh, publish a magazine, Travis and I publish a magazine called Kaiju Ramen. Uh, we publish quarterly. It starts, it's primarily a digital magazine where we like to celebrate the Kaiju genre Well, the Kaiju and Tokusatsu Henshin Hero, 
whatever kind of ancillary genres there are uh, in association with sort of the greater genre of kaiju. We, we publish a quarterly magazine, primarily digital, like I said, um, that celebrates those things. And it was modeled after, um, it was modeled after G-Fan. Uh, we got the inspiration from G-Fan and uh, it just seemed like the perfect time because there was a lot of kind of controversial stuff We'll just kind of leave it at that surrounding mm -hmm. G Fest and G Fan. Uh, and at the time, too, one of the long running magazines that kind of are dedicated to not necessarily giant monsters and daikaiju, but monsters in general, which is famous monsters of filmland, they shut their doors in 2020. Oh, I uh, remember that. Yeah. Yeah. They shut their doors. And uh, Travis and I, well, Travis mainly came to me and said, Hey, what if we did a magazine? I'm like, Well, that sounds like a lot of work. I don't know if I want to be involved with that because mm -hmm. we go. <laughs> But uh, the more he pitched it and the more I saw that he was very excited about it, the more excited I got about it. And we have been blessed over the last three issues. We're on issue three now. Uh, we just released issue three. Uh, we've been blessed over the past several months to have such a wonderful reception by it. And people seem to really enjoy what we put out. And uh, there's probably no greater joy that for a creator than for the people that you're making it for to enjoy it. Uh, if people hated the magazine... I mean, we're kind of locked in for at least four issues at this point. So I don't know if people hated it. Um, we, I don't know what would happen to it, but I'm so grateful to the people who have read it and have participated and have contributed like yourself uh, to the magazine. Uh, some Stop. fantastic, some fantastic articles uh, <laughs> on, on, on giant turtles and the like, Oh, you um, know, you know, just little stuff, but no, we, in all seriousness, we are so grateful for people that have taken the time to actually like our magazine. And, you know, there, it, I hopefully, I don't know what the future is for Kaiju Ramen, honestly. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to keep going for as long as we can. And as long as it's fun, because that's the primary reason why we do it in the first sure. place is it's fun. You know, if it's not, if, if you, if you don't enjoy something, then what's the point? Yeah. Um, same with podcasting, same with the magazine, same with everything that I am personally involved in. Even I can, I'll even speak to Travis to some, speak for Travis to some degree and say that, you know, if we're not having fun doing it, then, then what the hell is the point? Right. Exactly. Uh, you've talked about how, you know, Travis approached you and his excitement for it is what kind of got you excited for it. And that's basically how everything happens on our podcast on, on the Fickner podcast uh oftentimes as far as like spinoff shows and go like oftentimes i will approach the yeah. group with i want to do this and like i'll just kind of pester them until they say yes <laughs> you know uh, travis travis takes a very similar approach when it does with me because i'm a little bit more um i don't know if you can tell or not but i'm a little bit more of the of the um of the stodgy one i'm mm -hmm. like i'm i'm the old i'm the grumpy old man in the corner some days uh but travis has this excitement about certain things within within the genre that it's almost infectious and you can't help but just want to be a part of it and that's the pro and that's you know that's how i got uh the privilege of of helping start kaiju ramen with him is is because of that infectious energy of the idea that he had and the more that I thought about it and the more I was like, okay, so it, it actually, you know, it may actually be doable because I have a little bit of a background in graphic design and a little bit of, little bit of publishing. Uh, mm -hmm. I have worked on book covers and things of that nature before, yeah. but never have produced a full magazine. 
And so I saw it as a personal challenge for myself because, uh, you know, I, like I said, I haven't, I really wasn't into print layout and print design and editorial design at that point. I was more digital, you know, web design and just general like digital graphic design. That was just something that I was into. And, um, so challenging myself with print layout and editorial design was something that I, you know, gladly accepted. Uh, I, was I scared? Yes. I was very much scared because it's like I said, if, like, what if this flops? What if people hate it? That was the biggest fear, honestly. But, sure. uh, but you know, we've been so grateful, like I said, to, to have such, I won't, I won't say a, an extreme amount of success because we are relatively small compared mm-hmm. to someone like a G fan magazine who's been around for decades at this point right. or even monsters or um, uh, famous monsters of film land or fangoria or some or some long-running magazine mm-hmm. of that nature but we have found sort of a niche and that is with um people within the genre who have a passion for writing and passion for sharing their art and sharing the things that they create in the within the genre or for the genre of tokusatsu and kaiju um and it has really resonated with people, and we've been we've been really surprised by it, uh, by by how much there was a need for that. Yeah, I uh, want to push back a little bit on you being small, though, because you have uh, gotten the attention of many of the kind of like um, you know in fandom in fandom. There's often like the 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 head authorities of fandom talk, right. um, you know that. Mm-hmm. Just the kind of people that gravitate towards them due to in the larger the following, the more they right. you have most of those guys interested in G in, in your in your magazine. We, you know, we did have we did have we have had a couple of people reach out to us, some people that would be considered, I guess, influencers within the fandom. Yeah. Uh one very well-known artist. I don't know if I should say his name on the show or not. But one very well-known kaiju artist that reached out to us and was like, hey, you know, I love what you guys are doing. I and I want to find a way to help. Um, so we're hoping I'm not guaranteeing, but we're hoping to have uh, a, a big project coming up at the end of the year, maybe the beginning of 2022, mm-hmm. uh, where where people uh, where people can get more involved with it. That's exciting. Uh, would I know this person's work? You think? Uh, maybe, possibly. Okay. Uh, you know, his his stuff's out there. I'll say that. Have they done comics? I'm trying to narrow it down. Uh, they've done they've done comics. Maybe a little bit of box art for physical media. I think I know stuff. exactly who you're talking about. That's very <laughs> exciting, sir. Um, but I was we, actually going to suggest that person. You should reach out to him. We are we are very blessed to have people who have who have been so interested in in, in helping us out. It, it it really is humbling, honestly. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I I love your magazine, and and uh, I was grateful that you picked my article for one of your for your latest issue. It's out now. Um, I probably linked it below. Uh, we'll talk to future me about that later. Um, <laughs> no, and... we were happy to do it. We were absolutely happy to do it because you know we honestly, were... just my pleasure. Oh no. For sure. It was our pleasure because uh, you helped fill a spot that we needed because mm-hmm. Travis and I wanted a Gamera article and we weren't getting a whole lot of submissions for Gamera. Surprisingly enough, we get a lot more submissions for um, uh, Ultraman and Henshin heroes than we do for and well Godzilla stuff, obviously. But we try not to do so much Godzilla content because there is so much out there. Right. And, you know, it is like our podcast, like our pot, the philosophy of our podcast 
Kaiju Weekly is to explore the wide world of giant monster movies, and we wanted to explore the wide world of giant monsters and tokusatsu through Kaiju Ramen. And so we didn't want it to be a super Godzilla heavy. So we did that issue. We did that with Godzilla versus Kong in issue two, mm-hmm. um, because there was no way for us to avoid it. We we had it had to be Godzilla versus Kong heavy because that's just what was top of mind for people. Right. But we want to include things from Gamera, from, you know, Super Sentai, from uh, uh, some more obscure things that people are into, because I think that there are interesting stories to tell there uh, Mm -hmm. outside of the mainline, you know, kaiju fandom, mainline tokusatsu fandom. You know, there's there's really obscure, um, my friend Elijah can tell you a number of obscure uh, Henshin and Tokusatsu, Henshin hero Tokusatsu shows and movies that I have personally never even heard of, uh, let alone had the desire to watch. I did not know that there was such a thing as Zebra Man, of all things. Never heard um, of that. I've never heard of it either. But it's I looked it up and it looks. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it looks great, but I have to watch it to tell to to be able to determine whether I like it or not. Um, it's just different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know it existed. So we are, uh, I think we're planning, we're actually planning a Henshin Hero issue later on. I think early next year, maybe issue five. I don't think Travis would be able be too mad at me for sharing that. But issue five, I think we're going to dedicate to Henshin Heroes. Um, and I think we're going to ask someone to do an article on Zebra Man because they were really passionate about that show. So we thought, well, why not? That's awesome. That's really cool. I, uh, your magazine, we're going to get off the magazine soon, but I, I'm really impressed by it. Just in general, it, your first two issues sold out, uh, the physical copies, mm-hmm. uh, both times. Um, I'm, I'm, I can't imagine that won't happen for the third issue. I'm eagerly awaiting it. Yeah, we. Um, I wish that we could do larger runs. I wish mm-hmm. we could do larger runs. I wish we could kind of do a full-on subscription service like, oh, sure. like you have with other magazines but right now where it's just me and travis working on things we're you know and we're thinking about bringing other people onto the team as well like you know maybe an editor or something like that to help us out because it's it's tough to um uh you know for two people to put together an entire magazine we're just yeah. relying on you know wonderful people like yourself to to help us put it together um but yeah eventually you know the plan is hopefully I'm not going to say when, because I can't put a timetable on that because it's, sure. it's going to, it's going to depend on so many different things uh, going right for us to be able to say, yes, we are going to do a full physical magazine subscription because you know, that takes a lot of time, takes money, it takes support. Um, and we're just kind of, we're, we're playing in the area where we know the best and that's digital. So we're going to, we're going to continue to be primarily a digital magazine with limited print runs for a little while longer. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I'm excited. Okay. Anyway, let's get off of the magazine real quick. No, um, you're fine. You're fine. I do want to talk about it a little bit more later on down the line because it, it, I think it does have to do with more fandom stuff. Um, so why don't we talk about what, you know, I ask everybody the same question. So let's get mm-hmm. into the questions. Um, sure. Before you started your podcast, how did you interact with your fandom? I didn't. Yeah? I didn't. Uh, well... I didn't interact with my fandom in the way that a lot of people maybe picture mm-hmm. that I interact with my fandom. My, my fandom started in my bedroom with my VHSs and my toys. That is how my fandom started. Right. Uh, you know, my that's, and I think that's for a lot of people, you know um, my fandom started with sitting on the couch with my dad 
uh, and watching Godzilla movies or, or sitting on the couch or sitting with my mom on Saturday morning and watching Power Rangers. That's how my fandom started. That's how I interacted with my fandom. I did not discover what would be later. No, what I would, what I would know as fandom with scare quote with scare mm-hmm. quotes much, 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 much later on. Um, but the way I interacted with my fandom starting out was just me in my bedroom, enjoying the things that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. As you got older though, and found more circles. Did you find people who found, who found interest in other, in the same things that you did? Uh, A few, a few. I come from a very small town in West Virginia. So I used to, I, I, I've joked several times. The joke's probably getting old at this point, but you know, liking Godzilla and Kaiju and Power Rangers and other, you know, Tokusatsu shows didn't get you a whole lot of dates in high school. So that is, that is something that I did. That is something I had to hang up for a little while. Mm-hmm. And I rediscovered my fandom uh, or I rediscovered my love of, you know, the kaiju fandom, you know, back in 2013. Yeah. Back in 2013, back when, you know, rumblings of Godzilla 2014 was coming. Right. Um, so it was, it was, I took a long time. It took a long, it took me a long time to kind of um, become i don't know this probably begs to this probably needs a deeper conversation but i'll mention it anyway it took me a long time to be comfortable enough with the things i like to start sharing them with people okay if that makes sense yeah no it does um you know quite honestly don't take this the wrong way or anything but if i just like saw you on the street i would not peg you for a godzilla fan (laughs) no i'm i'm pretty covert about it now i have my circle of friends now my mm-hmm. a real friend, not my aunt, not my, I have my internet friends as, uh, as people in my circle say, because I do have a lot of, I have made a ton of friends in this fandom through, you know, events that like we put on with Kaiju quarantine and things mm-hmm. when, when the pandemic started and I made a lot of friends that way. I made a lot of friends. I may, I have made a lot of friends through podcasting and a lot of us are very separated, you know, Indiana, Los Angeles, uh, Florida, you know, different places We're all spread right. out. So it's very difficult to, you know, uh, to, you know, be in the same room with people, but I value some of these people as my best friends because I talk to them on a daily, sometimes, or on a weekly, sometimes daily basis. Uh, but I do have my circle of friends that I interact with, with that are real life. I call them my real life friends because I can actually be in the same room with them. They're very few. Uh, you know, I do have two or three, um, but you're right. Um, I, you wouldn't quite peg me for a a, a Godzilla or, or Toku or or a Power Rangers fan. Like it, 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 it doesn't necessarily come out in me until a conversation gets started right. around that around that way. Or or I'll be listening to a conversation with someone out like someone I would deem like a normie, like someone mm-hmm. who's not into all this stuff, and I'll just make an offhanded comment, and I'll uh, and. Uh, I'll like, we were one time, um, we were out and about, we were just having dinner and it was just me and a couple friends and they're not big, they're not into this stuff like I am. And, and I just kind of made the offhanded, you know, we were having a discussion I made the offhanded joke. I was like, well, Godzilla says this is a load of bull crap. And then they were like, they just kind of looked at me like, what? Like, well, <laughs> it's Godzilla's revenge. All monsters attack. It's, it's Godzilla's revenge. You probably wouldn't care, but there right. you go. So you know, it's, it's little moments like that. It's like, I don't try to push my fandom on, on people that aren't mm-hmm. necessarily interested. If people come to me, you know, I've had several people come to me. It's like, why do you and ask me, why do you like this stuff? And I'll say, well, you know, I like it because one, I admit that nostalgia plays a huge part 
in the reasons why I like these things. Right. Um, but also the storytelling, because some of these are really compelling stories. Uh, and they're told through a really unique medium. You are touching on a lot of great stuff here. I keep writing down some a lot of notes. Um, <laughs> but uh, I wanted to talk about something that you, you mentioned up before. Uh, you, you brought up the idea of hanging up kind of hanging up your fandom mm -hmm. you know i think that <clears throat> it's a it's something that a lot of people do in the case of um i talked to ben about this that episode will be up at this at the time that this episode goes up but right now we've only just recorded it and he talked sure. about how he talked about how um he was almost kind of ashamed of his fandom yeah we all got um, that i think yeah and i think that's a that i think that's such a that's such a shame that like society for so long. And I, I know we're old enough to remember the, the pre MCU times where it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't okay to be into this sort of thing. We were told that we were, we grow out of it. No, it doesn't. I remember having a very, I remember having a very distinct, maybe distinct's not the right word, but a very, very interesting conversation with my dad when I was about, I'd say about 12, 12, mm -hmm. 10 or 12 years old. And I remember this conversation because it was just kind of, because I look back on it now and it was just kind of weird and I laugh about it now. But my dad said to me, he said, son, one of these days, you're not going to like this stuff anymore and you're going to grow up and you're going to grow out of it. And then, you know, that's going to be it. basically, basically you're going to move on to other interests, you know, girls getting a job, you know, being an adult, all that stuff. I like and, that getting a job and girls are an interest. <laughs> Well, they, well, they were for, for a, for a 16 year old hormonal, uh, young man. Yes. They, they were a big deal. <laughs> right. Oh, I, those are the things that you create that you want, but I, yeah. I wouldn't say that the, there's a girl fandom or a job fandom. No, there's not. There's actually, <laughs> actually, I've worked a lot of jobs that I've absolutely hated. I was not a fan of my, before I started, uh, doing what I do now, which is art directing full time. Um, I, Hey, I hated my job. I hated mm -hmm. my job. I was uh, I was a, a farm tech or a, pharma, a pharmacy technician uh, where I just. OK, that makes I, more sense. I was like, what's a farm tech? As pharmacy technician, you know, uh -huh. farm tech, RX tech, whatever. Um, I basically stood there and counted pills all day. Mm -hmm. uh, so I used to joke with my I used to joke with people like, oh, I'm a legal drug pusher, you know, that kind of stuff. So that, that kind of cheesy, you know, Southern humor or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. It's just a shame that that like for a long time like i remember a specific sorry this just remind, reminded me of something as well um when battlestar galactica was airing <laughs> my favorite show of all time i love it i was there every friday i didn't have a life mind you but i yeah, was there every friday night watching the new episode of battlestar galactica on the sci-fi channel right and uh this was before the big rebrand when it was syfy mm -hmm. um yeah, and I remember specifically it was the end of season three. Mm -hmm. My girlfriend listens to this podcast, so I can't spoil it because we're going through it right now, and she's never oh, seen okay. it before. All right, um, but it's the end of season three where a major revelation happened, and I flipped out, and I was so excited. I was like, "Oh my god, I gotta tell everybody!" Right? Nobody gave a shit. <laughs> yes. The yeah. first person I told was my dad. He didn't give two craps. He was like, "Why are you acting like this? Stop right. doing that." I'm like. Why doesn't anybody care as much as me? Right. It's it's um it's like, oh, Godzilla's get it. Godzilla's finally getting another Western movie outside of the 98 film. He's finally coming back to theaters. They didn't care. 
Yeah. Like, none of my friends care. They're like, oh, okay, well, maybe we'll watch it whenever it comes out, you know. Uh, and uh, yeah, that was it was like no one seemed to care as much as me. And I think I think that's that's true for a lot of like really hardcore fans like you and I. Uh, it just never seems that people care as much as we do. Yeah. And then we, we kind of fall into this trap of, and this could, we could maybe talk about this later when we talk about the fandom at, at large, but it's like, we almost get offended when people don't like the things or don't understand why we like the things we do. Yeah. I think that was definitely a case uh, a, for a long time and we can get into it whenever I, I, I sure. love tangents. We can get into it now if you want. Oh, it's fine. I, I'm the king of tangents. It's fine. Um, tangents this, and rabbit trails rabbit trails let's we'll go for it this this show wouldn't exist without tangents the the thing is i i do think there was a kind of a sense of um loneliness mm -hmm. yeah um the in the before times before like before like twitter and the internet like connected thing i was never really a message board kind of guy i didn't really get into the internet until the advent of a lot of these social medias right um and I, I do think that what it wasn't necessarily I never really felt offended that other people didn't like the, didn't like as much as I did. Mm. It was just kind of felt I felt lonely. Right. Yeah. I didn't have a lot of people. I had one person in my life who was also into Godzilla. Yeah. And it was just outside of that. It, it, and to this day, this guy has not seen Battlestar Galactica. Um, <laughs> so I didn't have anyone to 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 share my my joy and share my love and now i see it everywhere and it's i think it's i think nowadays it's a far less lonely time to be a fan oh it is it, it is it's like i have had i have had such a good time talking with other fans and that's really like after um i think it was after king of the monsters is when i started getting twin king of the monsters 2019 is when i started getting into podcasting and getting kind of more involved in online fandoms now i've probably lived to regret it mm -hmm. to some degree at this point sure. but i started getting into more online fandoms like facebook groups and i wasn't big on i wasn't big on twitter i thought twitter was a waste of time um to some degree it still is but uh um, to some degree to some yeah to some degree it still is mm. um not all not all the degrees yet but uh when i you know started podcasting with travis i got to talk with a bunch of people that a lot of a lot of like-minded people and i'm like where i'm like where have you all been yeah. my my 30 some odd years on this earth where have you guys been and so that kind of influenced me that kind of inspired me to start my own kind of spinoff show that lasted a few months it, you know life circumstances is why i had to hang that one up but yeah. i really liked doing those one-on-one -on -one style interviews because it gave me an opportunity to talk to people about things that not just they like but i liked too uh, mm -hmm. One of my favorite conversations I had was with Danny DeManna at the Godzilla Novelization Project. It was it was such yeah. a long conversation. We divided it up in two parts, um, but we just talked about fandom and we talked about nostalgia. And we talked about how much this stuff meant to us growing up, and that felt so good and so kind of uh, cathartic to get all that out there. And I think that's what a lot of people are missing. They're just missing their, their, well, they're desiring an outlet to talk about the things they love. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's the, that's the purpose of fandom really is just to talk is to have the opportunity to talk about the things that you love in a 
sort of a, a life-giving constructive way, you know, in a, in a yeah. really fun way, in, a, in an exciting way. Yeah, that's really pretty. Actually, I like that a lot. Um, that might end up in the beginning of the episode. Not the you. You will have you. You're allowed to use it. I give you permission. Um, okay, uh, I want to go back to a little bit about what we talked about, with, like hanging up fandoms. For example, I sure. only recently got in got into the Godzilla fandom, kind of hardcore. Mm-hmm. I was much like you mm-hmm. in that in the sense that it is difficult to remain a remain in a fandom when there's no like um like active participation in fandom uh if there is no new content coming from that fandom yep so for godzilla's instance it was off the air from 2004 2014 Mm -hmm. there was nothing so i didn't really participate in the fandom at that point because i didn't really see the the purpose of it i didn't really see a need to and it wasn't until honestly it wasn't until after king of the monsters Mm -hmm that uh, came out where I was like, oh, there's a whole like fandom section that I just have never interacted with that I, I I could now. And, and um, I think that's kind of special in a way. It is. Um, And I agree. It's like, it's hard. It's hard to, it's, it is hard to participate in fandom when there's really not a lot of content. Like we've been so fortunate in the last like six or seven years with all the content we've been getting. It's like, uh, I don't know necessarily if we're going through a renaissance uh, because it, I, I think it had not hit the mainstream consciousness consciousness yet until Godzilla versus Kong. Um, so we'll wait and see what Japan puts out next for me to call it a renaissance, but I think we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah, I agree. We're getting there. So I don't think it's quite, we're not at renaissance levels, but now with all kinds of new content, there is more to talk about. Whereas before you're right. Uh, you know, all we had was 1954 through 19 or through uh, 2000, uh, 2004 mm-hmm. with uh, Final Wars. That's all we had to talk about. So, yeah. it's, you know, we were just rehashing things over and over about these old films. Uh, but it is it is a really it's a really exciting time to be a giant monster fan, kaiju fan, uh, die kaiju fan, however you want to say it. Honestly, it's also a really scary time because <laughs> like, I don't know if you've noticed but like any one of these fails, it's over. Oh man, it's yeah. I mean, it's it's been touch and go. Honestly, it's been touch and go with sort of with with the kaiju genre for a while, especially yeah. in the West. I think in the West, it's a little bit it's a little bit more difficult to gain traction. Yeah. Um, you know, there was uh, you know there was a there was the legendary Godzilla films, Pacific Rim, and uh, Colossal, and Love and Monsters, and a few other ones. Love and uh, Monsters is so good. Love and Monsters is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why people write that film off as just generic, as generic movie. I don't. The trailer don't... did it no favors. Well, true, but once you actually sit down to watch it, like the 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 scene with the scene with boy. Uh, yeah. all the scene with boy and the dress and and um our 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 protagonist getting to see his mom for the first time in seven years or however long it was uh that just that'll kill you that yeah. like that is a well-written movie that just happens to have giant monsters in it yeah um and colossal is also incredible yeah colossal's good um i was not the biggest fan of colossal oh okay. i'm sorry you. i called it incredible then that's fine. It's it's your opinion. You're entitled to be wrong. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, you know, Colossal was Colossal was an interesting little movie, and I'm glad that it does have the fans that it does. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. uh, because I think that it's I think Colossal was a necessary movie in the sense that it can it shows that a giant monster can explore deeper themes that that resonate with a lot of people and it, it shows that it is a viable genre to dive into those certain into certain messages and certain areas uh, within culture yeah yeah it's a good point um i really i really think that the 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 giant monster and giant monster fa- um uh genre in the west keeps like trying i call it like the little engine that could almost <laughs> Like it just keeps. Like we're just chugging along. We're just. We're, we're just. We just keep trying. We keep trying. We keep going and we keep going and it never quite hits the mainstream appeal. But they keep on trying and I really appreciate that because we get some pretty good stuff. We do. We do. We get some really. I think. I think we're. I think where the giant monster genre is going to see some see success is with independent films. Um, sure. I, I yeah, think that's. I too. I think that's where it's going to see its success. Like uh, um, not just independent films from the West, but independent films coming over from Japan uh, too, as well. Like how from beyond the fog, which we just reviewed on the show. I admittedly still are not, I'm not super high on that film, but that, that movie's not for me. Right. You know, I, I like the light. I like the more lighthearted stuff, but I, again, like I said on that episode, I appreciate that that movie exists because yeah. it does fill in us. It does fill a spot that is necessary. Uh, and it does show what you can do with the, with the genre and with a limited budget and all that, because it's, it's a beautiful movie. It is a beautiful movie. And regardless of my, my personal feelings towards it, it is still undoubtedly a beautiful movie. Yeah. I have a, I actually have a strange observation that I want to see if you've noticed. I don't sure. know if, if you watch, a lot of other movies um but i've noticed that oftentimes giant monsters will show up in other genres you're talking about suicide squad now i'm talking about dc in general actually <laughs> um because what i know what was really interesting is i was watching superman man of tomorrow which is the 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 latest mm-hmm. superman animated film from the dc animated universe whatever mm-hmm. they're calling this franchise right and at the end the last 30 minutes parasite who's the main who's been the main villain turns mm-hmm. into a kaiju mm-hmm. i was like whoa that's so cool a kaiju awesome this right. movie turned into a kaiju movie and right. i thought that was a one-off and then i watched justice society world war ii which is the next movie in that franchise and aquaman sticks a kaiju on on people and i'm like what's happening right. <laughs> what's happening why are there so many kaijus i to the point that i was shocked that the next film batman the long halloween didn't have a kaiju mm-hmm I think it's interesting because, you know, in the West, we have this fascination with heroes. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of our movies center around heroes. If we do if we do a fantasy film, it usually involves like a superhero or, or something of that nature. You can thank right. Marvel. You can thank Marvel for that because it's just ingrained in our society or in our culture at this point where, uh, you know, we're just obsessed with with heroes and. I think that now they're seeing they're seeing that I think filmmakers are seeing that uh, it is a viable thing to inject giant monsters into these movies because, you know, giant monsters have been a thing in the West for a while. You've got King Kong specifically is our most favorite or our most famous one here in America. It's our is our hero. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, he is our icon here in America, whereas Godzilla is in the East in Japan. But, you know, you've got Kong, you've got the uh, uh, 
Beast from Twenty Thousand Fathoms. All the Harryhausen films were were great, yeah. um, and they made they made a respectable amount of money here in the West. And I think that there are a lot of these fans, these filmmakers that grew up watching these movies that want to share their love of that genre in these films. It's just gotten us to, it just gotten to the point now where I think the audience is more comfortable with it and is able to kind of suspend their disbelief enough to accept the fact that there is a giant walking starfish in the middle of, of uh this country that i the name of it escapes me um Corto Maltese. yeah um that and they're still having fun with it i think I that i never think thought that, i'd see starro in a movie <laughs> and there's the line there's the line in the movies like we gotta freaking guide you yeah like like okay and they could have easily said, we got a freaking giant starfish or a, or, or a freaking giant whatever, but they specifically used kaiju. And I think, and I thought that was really interesting. I don't know if that, I don't know if that hints towards anything else or if that's just a, a, a little bit of a nod to sort of that section of the fandom that loves that kind of stuff or what. But I, I just find it really interesting that they chose the word kaiju for that line. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I think ever since Pacific Rim, the word kaiju has been in our... Mm-hmm. Of, uh, has been like seeding into our vocabulary as a yeah. more commonplace thing. Yeah, um, my my friend Rob, who is no, who is not even a fan of this stuff, like he will like uh, he just kind of snubs his nose at uh, stuff like this, uh-huh. at like Godzilla films and things. But he, but him, but he did go and watch Godzilla versus Kong uh, with his uh, with his girls, uh-huh. and. Um, they like the day before they were going, they knew I'd already watched. I had, I had just gotten back from my, uh, my trip to Nashville to go meet up with, a, with some other podcasters to watch it. And he's like, yeah, you know, me and the girls are going to go watch, I guess we're gonna go watch a kaiju movie tonight. And I get, I'm like, what are you like? Oh, you're talking about Godzilla versus Kong. But it kind of struck me as weird that he chose the word kaiju and not just monster movie. Yeah. But that's a good point. Um, okay. Well, let's move, let's move on to, Sure. Something else. Um, I'll ask this later, actually. Okay. What? So, what led you to podcast? I know Travis kind of kind of talked a little bit about it on his episode, but I want I want I want your perspective of how you got to Kaiju Weekly. I, when I started becoming more ingrained in fandom, like more involved in fandom, or wanting to be more involved in fandom, I should say, because I'm like I'm I'm at, I'm at this point. It's twenty. It's twenty eighteen or it's, let's see, 2017, 2018, somewhere around that, I'm searching. I'm seeking out people that are like-minded, that they, that want to, that want to talk about the things that I want to talk about as well. Uh, so I'm, I'm searching, I'm searching the internet, I'm searching Facebook groups, I'm searching, you know, forums, Reddit, Reddit threads, and I hate Reddit because it's just a big bobbled mess. Yeah, uh, I hate Reddit. I know there are people that love Reddit, uh, but I can't stand it. So, mm-hmm. Um, I'm searching all these places, trying to find, I'm, I'm basically fi- trying to find community at this point. I'm trying to find like-minded community, uh, right. because I want to be able to talk about the things that I want to talk about. And, um, so I started listening to podcasts. I was not big into podcasts, uh, a bit, about a year or so prior. I was more of a music guy. I'd, I'd play music in my house all the time. Uh, but I started listening to more podcasts. And so I started selecting different ones 
uh, like, uh, I think one of the first few I listened to was, of course, Kaiju Cast, Kyle Yount, the godfather of Kaiju podcasting. I uh, started listening to Kaiju oh, Cast. Yeah, I've talked to Kaiju Cast. He's cool. Yeah, I like Kyle. Kyle's a Kyle's a great guy. Like Kyle, yeah. I, I re- Kyle, if you're listening, I want you to write for Kaiju Ramen. Just say. <laughs> um, but uh, I started listening to Kaiju Cast. Uh, I think Monsters versus Men was starting around that time as well. I started listening to those guys. Uh, it came from a monster movie, Kaiju Weekly, uh, and I think the Monster Island Film Vault maybe, and the Godzilla podcast. So I was kind of rotating around a bunch of different giant monster podcasts. And some of them are hit and miss. Um, some of them were hit and miss for me. Um, if I, I would try a podcast, a couple episodes. And if I didn't, if I, if I just, I don't want to sound mean, but if I don't, if I don't like the hosts, if I don't kind of resonate with the hosts and their, their personalities and like, I don't, I'm, I'm not enjoying what I'm hearing. I just kind of move on. So I don't think that's mean. I think that's very normal. Uh, I think the success of a podcast comes from the fact that you can kind of see yourself as as friends of the people you're listening to. Yeah. Uh, and I, I know that's kind of a weird thing to say, but like I, I do believe that um, you kind of put yourself in the role of they're talking to you as a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you can't see that, then yeah. you don't really want to listen to them. Yeah. Um, so. I found my way to Kaiju Weekly. I, I, at the time, it was Travis and Steven. Uh, and and there and I remember one episode. I think it was the I think I was listening to the Beast from Twenty Thousand their Beast from Twenty Thousand Fathoms episode. I think I don't really know at this point. Um, and they're like, "Oh, our mailbag is empty, so send us some questions." And I thought, "Okay, all right, I'll send you some questions." And I sent them three questions. And apparently, I was the only person that ever sent them mailbag questions. At least in during that week or that mm-hmm. time period. So like, we'll just read these across, you know, different episodes. And Travis around the second or third episode, Steven, I think it was Steven that makes an offhanded comment. He says, well, if we keep reading this guy's emails, we're just going to have to invite him on the podcast. It's like Beetlejuice. You know, you say his mm-hmm. name, you say his name three times. He just pops up. Right. Um, so Travis messages me out of the blue and he says, Hey, my co-host has to go on a vacation for a little, has to go on a sabbatical or something uh, for a little while. Would you like to fill in for about three episodes? I'm like, yeah, I can do that. You know, that sounds like fun. Just let me know when, where, and how, and, and we'll just kind of take it from there. At the time I had no microphone, no recording, no recording equipment. I went down to my local, um, I went down to my local Best Buy, bought a cheap microphone, um, and a pair of decent sounding headphones and, uh, you know, invested in like some software that made my voice sound better than it Mm -hmm. does. Uh, and it was kind of, you know, it was, it kind of started from there. So the first, so it literally started with me sending an email to Travis as a listener and Travis reaching out to me saying, Hey, can you, you know, can you come on and fill in as a guest? I'm like, sure. So my first film with them was um, um, Frankenstein Conquers the World, which is one of my favorite uh, Japanese monster films. Right. Was, that's the, that's the, yeah, I've heard of that one. I haven't seen that one yet. Uh, Frankenstein, it's Frankenstein versus Baragon in some circles, but it's Frank, but it's, it's fantastic. Uh, so that was my first one. And I did uh, that one uh gamma guarding of the guardian of the universe and it came from beneath the sea i think mm-hmm. uh was the ones i did uh the came from beneath the sea the harry film from the 50s and um oh, yeah i've seen that one that's good yeah it's pretty good 
Um, so turns out that, you know, Steven needed to be gone for a lot longer than Travis, you know, anticipated. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, I don't, I don't know if Steve, I, Steve, you've had Steven on the show, I think. Yeah. You've had Steven from, um, Oh, what's the video game podcast he does? Oh, uh, Super Mega Crash Bros. Yeah, Steve. That's Steven. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Steven. Yes, that's Steven. So I think you know. I don't know if Steven would. I had be... no idea he did Kaiju Weekly. Yeah, he he was uh, Travis's co-host for a while. Oh, uh, I had no clue. When... Steven, yeah. what the hell? <laughs> but I think, I, and if Steven, if you're listening, I you know I'm I'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying this, but basically he was burnt out. You know, he was right. getting burnt out, and that's totally understandable. Like people who, um, you know, you know, people who do this for a while and that dedicate a lot of hours to podcasting and things, people think that, oh, you just, it's a podcast, just plug in your mic and start talking. No, that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's actual planning involved. There's actually a few hours of research and things involved. So it does take up a good chunk of your week. So I think, you know, with him doing the other podcast, he was just getting burnt out and understandably so, uh, because he had just so much going on. And so he had to be gone for a little while, then a little bit more, a little longer than expected. And so Travis asked me around after the third episode, after the third time we recorded, it's like, hey, do you want to come on and be the permanent host? Would you have time for that? I was like, well, you know, I, I, I'll come on. I, I, and I made Travis a deal. I said, I'll come on and I'll be the co-host until you can find somebody else. Mm-hmm. And it's just... It's just he never really, found that other guy. He never found the other guy. I don't. I don't know what happened, but he never found that other guy. Uh, we're on episode. We just were. We just published episode eighty-seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was on episode nine. So it's so. Been here's a- what you do. Next episode, you go up to him and be like, "Hey, so how's the search coming?" <laughs> <laughs> That'd freak him out. Yeah, for sure. But no, at this point, there's really no way I can abandon the show because I have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. It's a great show. Um, you mentioned a little bit about you were looking for community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that's that. I think that is something that a lot of people forget. Mm-hmm. Is that fandom started as a place for community, as a place to share yeah. uh, in a communal setting, and I think that it that's a shame mm-hmm. that a lot of people forget that um, because people see it so much as a competition now. Oh, it's, it's a pissing contest. Yeah. It's a pissing contest. It's like, who can be the, like, basically who can be the loudest, who can have the most hot takes based. And I, I despise when I look, when I log into Twitter, I despise those posts like post your Godzilla hot takes, you know, all that is, is clickbait. I don't pay attention to it. Whatever. Why, why don't we post like, what's your, uh, what's your positive, what's your cold take? Like, what mm-hmm. is your most lukewarm take you can possibly have about this fandom? But I digress. Um, but yeah, it, it's community. I think we're all looking for community. And, you know, my community has, has, has shifted. It has, it has changed. It has increased uh, because I'm part of several communities, you know, Godzilla and Kaiju, you know, Henshin Heroes uh, with Power Rangers, Sentai and Ultraman. You know, I'm involved in a lot of communities, um, but you're right. It all starts with just the desire to want to talk to people that are like-minded yeah Uh, that's that's the thing i think people forget like they turn into like a pit they turn it into a pissing contest and 
to see who can be the loudest voice or who can be um, who can be the most socially conscious among among us all. You know, our social betters within the fandoms too. There are those people too that you know. I get I get why they are there. I get what mm-hmm. they're. I get the point. But after a while, it just gets so loud and 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 so um, off putting. At times, it can right. be very off putting. Um, it makes fandom very difficult to be involved in, and fandom it fandom as itself is not a bad thing. It's it's people within the fandom that can potentially make it a bad thing. Right? Fan- it's, that, it's that toxic element. That yeah, it's the talk. To- it's the toxic element. There we go. Yeah, um, you know, there's the the I think probably the most famous example currently is the Snyder Cult. You know, they're <laughs> they're not a they are DC Wait, fans. Hang on, we're not talking about potato chips, are we? No. Okay, just no. We're sure. talking about the the DC fans. <laughs> the the thing is, like, I I have to contend with the fact that yeah, they are DC fans. Mm-hmm. Um, they are just the for the most part, and I want—I don't want to make a blanket statement because they'll get mad at me. Um, for, for yeah. the, they'll uh, there is a toxic element there. There is the people that that like will take the DC fandom into a more toxic space, mm-hmm. and you know they keep trying to, and so you see that in other fandoms too. They keep trying to drag fandom down into a more toxic element, and that's mm-hmm. toxic. And one thing that I've noticed, and I don't know if you've noticed it, but it's something I've kind of observed. And you have you have these you have these different sects, not sex, not S E X, but um, but S E C T. Yeah, sex, sects. Like it's not coming out the way I wanted to. Like it's your accent, right? Um, you have these different camps. There we go. There's a more. There's a better word within mm-hmm. fandom that. In an and don't get me wrong, it's a fantastic thing what they're, what they're trying to do. The but in an effort to fight toxicity, they become the toxic ones themselves. Oh yeah, there's um toxic. Um, it's not necessarily toxic positivity, but it's close. It's um it's people. Yeah. It, it's not social justice warriors, but it's on that scale. It's yeah, it's it's on that scale. It's the yeah. people that say. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know if this is taboo to talk about on this podcast, but it's like we'll see. I don't know what we'll, you're going to say. Yeah, we'll say. Uh, it's like if you believe or if you, uh, if you, uh, if you agree with this philosophy or if you agree with this ideology, then get the fuck out. Like, sure. The like it's those types of people. Or if you like X, like if you like. I'm going to pick on all monsters attack because everyone else does. So if you like all monsters attack, just get the fuck out, you know, that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. it can be for anything. It's, it's not all monsters attack. It's not those conversations. What I'm talking about is the, is the, is the groups of fans who want to fight toxicity and gatekeeping, but wind up being sort of the toxic gatekeepers themselves on the other side, on the other side. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally see what you're saying. There's uh you see that a lot in the, the comic book fandom. Like, if you like X character, uh, you're problematic for this reason. Well, that's not necessarily true because you could like him for a writer that you like, or you could like something else about the character. Um, it's the um, it's the absolutes on yeah. either side that I think create a more toxic element. It's like I, if, you know, I've yeah. seen arguments of uh, oh, if Captain America is your favorite if you, is your favorite superhero. Well, then you must be a white nationalist. 
Like you must be, you must be a crazy white nationalist. If you think Captain America is your favorite character, like that's bullshit. Come on, shut the fuck up. Like that's stupid. Like that's, I've I've never seen that, but yes, that's stupid. I have seen it. I have seen it. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I, like, especially if you're a fan of older cap, like back, like, um, I'm not, I'm not super familiar with like, so like this, maybe silver age. Is that right? Uh, maybe Silver yeah, Age. Yeah, he, he came out in the Silver in the Silver Age, I believe. Yeah. So, like, if you're a fan of like Silver Age. Oh no, Captain Golden America, Age. Golden, Golden Age, Age is the old go. one. Okay, so Golden Age, or yeah, if you're a fan of like Golden Age Captain America, if you're kind of a, a fan of that original philosophy behind Captain America, then you have to be a fascist because you know that's just that's not how Captain America should be now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's like it, people do the same thing with like Superman. Like Superman used to you know, before truth, justice in the American way. And they're like, well, mm-hmm. nowadays, you know, what's the American way, you know, that, right. the, the nationalism, all that. Yeah. I totally see what you're saying. That's not happening to say. Yeah. I don't think anyway, we'll see what my reviews say. It's fine. Uh, it's like, <laughs> hey, look, I've, I've played the bad guy before, so it's, it's mm-hmm. not going to be any different now. All right. Um, I think we've covered a lot. Uh, and I haven't even asked half my questions. Um, <laughs> I love it. You want to do a rapid fire? We'll just we'll just rapid fire a few and see what comes out of it. Well, most of it, most of these questions come up uh, just organically anyway, because the mm-hmm. idea of the show is that I want the I want the conversation to be more organically. But I do kind of structure it around the idea of a podcast. So sure. uh, the next the the next really big one is how did the podcast change your perception of fandom? Change how you interact with fandom? It made me more empathetic. Yeah, I think it made me more empathetic. I think it it, it truly did make me more. It made me more empathetic. Um, because going into podcasting, going into it, I had, I was one of those people that had those absolute opinions. Those are like, you know, those are like this, this film is garbage. And if you're and you're a garbage person for liking it, but you know, I was one of those people, maybe not to that degree, but it was, I, I could be a pretty big gatekeeper uh, starting out. Um, my friends, I think we all go through that. Yeah. My friends, my, one of my friends, that I, that I can think of right now likes to nickname me Lord gatekeeper because it's like, you know, it's like, okay, whatever. It's a harsh name. It's a little bit of a harsh name. I, I get where they're, I, I get where he's coming, where he's coming from. Cause I'm a big power Rangers fan. And Zed yeah. is my favorite villain of all time. Cause I'm basic, but um, Cause that's pretty cool. Zed is pretty cool. Uh, I'm glad that in issue, side sidebar, I'm glad that I'm in issue 10 of the latest comic series. I think it's it's Mighty Morphin. We actually get Zed origins. Like I actually came up with my own origin story for him uh, mm-hmm. with a friend of mine uh, that I thought was cooler, but I'm glad that Boom Comics is exploring that part of the character. But uh, I forgot oh, where I was. If, if how, you're, oh, you're talking about, I want to real quickly uh, say, if you like Power Rangers, you should read Radiant Black. Okay. I will. I'll put it on the list because I haven't read it yet. It's good. All right. Anyway, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Anyway, uh, how how has podcasting changed me? It's made me more, like I said, it's made me more empathetic. It's made Mm. me more willing to have sort of open conversations and see perspectives that I necessarily, that I knew were there, but I was either ignoring or I just outright missed. All right. Or I was missed or I just outright ignored. It's probably a better way to say it. Mm-hmm. So it, it did. It made podcasting has made me much more empathetic to other fans. One of the things that really resonated with me when I was on your podcast, and I've always, I've wanted to talk to you about it because uh, I thought this was really great. You and I, we love Pacific Rim. Uh-huh. And you guys have your thing where you, you know, you do the, your positives and then you do your negatives. And we both kind of agree that like 
I mean, if I have to, I can say I can say something <laughs> negative about it, but I don't want to. I don't want to. No. Like there are certain there are some films and there's yeah, there are some films out there that I just cannot say a bad thing about. Um one of which was our latest, not our latest ep- yeah. No, yeah, our latest episode. I'm I'm getting them all mixed up because uh was my latest episode with uh Danny DeManna, where we talked about the original Planet of the Apes film mm-hmm. um from 1968. Um not the one from 2011. So if you have some younger listeners that don't aren't familiar with Planet of the Apes started in the 60s. Yeah. Um, but that original movie, I honest to, I honestly don't have any bad things to say about it because it's it's the characters are fantastic. It's well acted. The social commentary is not, it's there, it's obvious, but it's not like super like heavy-handed, you know? It's done in a way that that is respectful, but also at the same time, like makes you think. Because if you think about what was going on in the 60s, especially like in the late 60s, you had the Vietnam War and some other things going on politically. And Planet of the Apes is by is a masterpiece, in my opinion, yeah. in my opinion. Um, it's a great movie. I think I don't think you're the only one to hold that opinion. Yeah. The whole franchise, well, I won't say the whole franchise because there are like, there are some, eb- like after that original movie, it kind of ebbs and flows. You mm-hmm. know, you've got probably my top two is Planet of the Apes, and then conquest of planet or count is it yeah, yeah conquest of planet of the apes that's the one where they sort of breaks they they break their chains of slavery from from the humans and oh, they yeah. go on a rampage to the city it's a great movie i i really want to find someone to talk about it with me because i don't know if i can let i don't know if i can get travis to cover that one mm-hmm. uh because that one's that one's a pretty dark film um but to but to answer but to go back to what you were saying um there are just certain films that it's really hard for me to say that to say anything bad about yeah um and i don't know if i don't know i don't think it's oh go ahead i was just gonna say i don't know if that's because they're legitimately good movies or if it's just nostalgia talking um but it's probably a little bit of it's probably a little bit of everything honestly yeah i don't think it's i i don't think it has anything to do with like you know you look at you're ignoring faults or you don't see faults it's just that i don't the the things i like about the movie are so much greater than anything that could detract it that i just right just don't really feel like saying any any of those faults like for example when we were talking about pacific rim like i could say that like yeah the characters aren't great but i don't really care yeah the cgi is a little wonky at times but you know no one cares yeah i like the movie a lot and and you know i look at it like um uh I think I'm going to have a similar situation with the movie that we're reviewing at the time of this recording, we're reviewing tomorrow free guy, but that's already out by the time this is out. Uh, I think I'm going to have a similar situation Okay. where it's just like, I really like that movie and I don't really want to say anything that like (laughs) detracts from that. Well, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of weird in the fact that if you're a review, if you're like a, if you're, because Kaiju Weekly is technically a review podcast. Yeah. And so to properly review a thing, you have to talk about its positives and its negatives. Um, sometimes I feel a little bit like an imposter. Uh, I go through that sort of imposter syndrome where if I can't find negative things to talk about. So sometimes I'll just find some random thing to, to harp on and then just kind of leave it at that because I feel the necessity to be balanced in some way. But like, like there's just some, there's sometimes you can't, there's sometimes you, there, there are movies that are just, that, that they just work. 
and you just kind of have to acknowledge that they just work and there's nothing bad that you can say about that. Like we talked about how from beyond the fog and that may not be my favorite film. I had some bad things to say about that one, but Travis said it was a masterpiece and Travis's conclusion on that was it, it accomplished the goal that it set out to do. Mm -hmm. And I agree. How from beyond the fog accomplished the goal that it set out to do. So if you look at it from that lens, then it is a five out of five Godzuki film, you know, and that's one thing that if you're not familiar with our show, we do rate things out of Godzuki's. So, you know, it is something that Travis came up with to keep things lighthearted. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, op- opinions change, opinions ebb and flow. Yeah. Um, we talked a bit about, um, and I, I think we're going to wrap up soon, but I want to talk about, we talked about early mm-hmm. on in the episode um, the of heads of fandom. Um, there are these these people in fandom spaces, these critics, these podcasters, these whatever, these people who have a fandom of their own right. who become like heads of fandom. And I right. think that the the thing that the trap that we kind of get caught into in technically being review shows mm-hmm. is that we're not critics. We're talking about the things we want to talk about because we like talking mm-hmm. about them. And I don't think we I think we don't need that that that. Uh, that that um, weight on us that we have to uh, act like critics. You know? No, and I I I ditched that weight a long time ago. Like I, if people enjoy our show, if people take some level of value from us, great, fantastic. I I hope they do. Yeah. But don't look to me as your be all end all of you know whether or not something is a good or bad movie because I'm just a guy that enjoys movies. Yeah. Like I, I am an, I am just a guy that, you know, sits down in front of his computer and talks with his buddies about these movies. That's really what it amounts to for me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be ahead of a, I don't want to be the head of any fandom because with that comes like a certain level of responsibility that I don't want. Yeah. Because then if you, you know, if you say the wrong thing, or if you say that, if you say something that people disagree with fervently, then it just, it just looks like people make a, a big, a bigger deal about it than, than, than it needs to be. Um, I, you know, I just, I just, I don't want to be, I don't want to be someone's idol. I don't, I, I just, it's not what I've set out to do. That's not my, that's not my career path. Um, I just do this as a hobby and that's yeah. really what it amounts to. Yeah. I think we look at like with these, with these heads of fandom, uh, I think the, the, the trap that they fall into, they feel like they have to be, uh, right all the time they have oh, to yeah. be critical all the time they have to be you know whatever but what and i always put, found and we uh, also put some of these people up on pedestals too it's let's true. be fair let's be fair i like, mean they are people who have fandoms around them oh yeah i mean there, there are and you know a few I, i'm sure that as people are listening to this they're thinking of several people that have yeah. fandoms just associated with them i uh, we're i'm in the weekly planet fandom this is a podcast that has a fandom right right yeah oh man that's that's funny uh, i, I but... think that that you have to realize that these people don't need to be an authority on it i always contend that with critics the the idea for critics should have always been and should always continue to be if you find if you agree with me if you generally let's say for example you uh if you generally have the same taste in movies that i do mm-hmm. and i say hey i really like this movie here's why that's probably also why you're gonna like it mm-hmm. and that's going to that's going to say why why you should see why you should yeah. see it and i think that's the role of a critic and that's the role of a head of fandom yeah i mean it, 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 it sounds really cynical and i hope i hope it doesn't come off super cynical but um it doesn't matter what we say 
That's also true. It doesn't matter what we, we have say. a rating system of one through yeah. ten. It means nothing. Honestly, it doesn't matter what we say. We're just yeah. expressing an opinion. People can agree with it or disagree with it. It's, it's totally up to them. It's it's like it, it doesn't necessarily. Now, let me just say this first before I get started. I respect the hell out of these guys. Yeah. But it doesn't matter what Matt Frank and uh, Steve Rifle, Ed Godicheski, it doesn't matter what those guys say because they're fans too. And they're looking at it through a certain, they're looking at it through a specific lens, uh, whether that be, you know, projects that they've actually worked on. You know, a lot of these, a lot of these older guys, these old guard is what, you know, sometimes I'll call them these old guard fans that have been around for decades. You know, they were, they actually worked on these films. So they've been to Japan. They've, they've seen these things up close and personal, you know, they've had these experiences that a lot of us will never have. And so that does give them some level of authority. But at the end of the day, you know, they're interacting with their fandom in their way because they're fans. They were, they were all fans first. They never, I would, I would guarantee you that um, uh, Steve Rifle never set out to be an authority on anything in his books. Mm-hmm. Now, his books are great, but he never probably set out to be that thing. He just was a fan and decided to write a book on it. You know, that's just, that's how he interacted with his fandom. So at the end of the day, as it sounds terrible, but I don't mean it that way. Uh, But none of, none, nobody, it doesn't matter what we say or those guys say. It doesn't. What matters is how you, the person listening, interacts with your fandom and how you express yourself within your fandom. That's really ultimately what matters. And and I've heard other podcasts talk about this too. If, If it gives you joy, fantastic. If it doesn't, if it gives you, if it, if it brings you more stress than, than happiness and joy, then you probably don't need it in your life. Yeah, exactly. All right. That's all I got for you, man. (laughs) This is some great stuff. I feel like we went like way deeper than what I was. I was actually in, I was actually intended on like coming on here and be like, yeah, you know, Tommy's my favorite green ranger and all that stuff. (laughs) It's like, I like, I like the dragon sword. It's pretty cool. Um, been watching some Zhu Ranger, but no, I, I'm really happy with the conversation we had because it went Obviously. to a it went to a direction that I didn't expect, but I really enjoyed because I don't get to have, um, well, pu- in public forums, I should mm-hmm. say, because I have these types of conversations with people privately, but in, in a public way, I don't get to have these like really deep seated like feel not necessarily philosophical but very deep-seated heartfelt conversations with people so yes thank you so much for letting me do this no thank you thank you this was a great episode it was a great conversation um i'm so happy you had a good time uh that's my 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 goal is that everyone comes on and just gets to talk and just has a good time um you gave me a lot of great stuff i wish we could talk longer but i don't have any more questions and i think we covered everything so oh well i'll ask you what did you eat today Oh, I haven't eaten today. <laughs> oh no! Oh, that's right, because you're uh, you're three hours behind me, so it's probably not even dinner time. It's probably what din- It's not even dinner time for you yet. No, but I also just don't eat anyway. Um, <laughs> okay, that's fine. all right. Uh, I like to end the episode. Just give you a platform to plug whatever you want. Uh, okay, so uh, you can hear me on Kaiju Weekly. We publish every Wednesday. Uh, at least we, for the most part, we publish every Wednesday. Sometimes we run a little bit behind because we got a lot going on. But for the most, but tentatively, we publish every Wednesday. Uh, if you like giant monsters and you just like a lighthearted discussion uh, with a little bit of the new, the wit of the little bit of the weekly news mixed in, Kaiju Weekly is for you. Um, if you want to go check out 
some older material with me in it. Go check out my old podcast, the Kaiju Groupie podcast. There's, um, it's still up on Apple and Spotify and some other platforms. Um, I think those conversations that I had on that show still resonate to some degree to this day. Uh, there's about, I think 12 episodes or so still up on, on that feed. So if you, if you want to hear more sort of this style interview, if you want to hear this more interview style, go listen to that show. Uh, tell me what you think, leave a review. It, it always helps exposure for anything that we do. Um, Kaiju Ramen Magazine, uh, issue three is out. Uh, digitally issue three physical copies will be coming soon. We actually got our proof from the publisher the other day. So those should be in route and probably will be, probably will be in hand. I would say middle of next week. And as soon as they're in hand and everything checks out and, you know, we do sort of the QC quality control, making sure everything turned out. Okay. Uh, we'll put them up on the website. We'll throw out a tweet probably a day or so before they go live. Uh, to let everybody know when they can be available. Uh, they were to... probably available by the time this goes out, by the way. Most likely. Most yeah. likely they'll probably be available by the time this goes out. So if you're interested, go to kaijuramanmagazine.com and that's where you will find all that stuff. Um, outside of that, I'm just kind of roaming around the interwebs. The interwebs? There we go. The interwebs. Uh, just mm-hmm. talking to different people, having great conversations like this one. Um, I kind of keep, I'm kind of low-key. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm around. I'm not always like up front and center. I don't try to make myself front and center, but I get involved mm-hmm. in conversations when I feel like it. Do you much. have uh, your own personal social medias or do you just use Kaiju weeklies? I just primarily use Kaiju weeklies. Okay. Uh, I primarily use Kaiju weeklies. If I'll tell you what, if you want to follow my personal account, I actually restarted my own personal account because mm-hmm. uh, I had to clean house. I just had to, I just had to, I just had to make a clean sweep. Go follow. Ang, I think it's, I'm, I think I'm Angiris energy on, um, uh, on, uh, on the Twitters. Uh, that name comes from, uh, a nickname that one of one of my good friends gave me because he says I was full of Angiris energy one day. So it just kind of stuck. I don't know. Sounds like he was high and didn't know what he was saying. (laughs) (laughs) That, you know, given the fact of who told me that probably so. All right. All right, man. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Uh, And I'm going to have my, my future self play us out. Sure. Thanks so much. All right, thank you to Michael Hamilton once again for being on this episode, for being on this podcast. Um, really awesome stuff. I'm very happy with how this podcast has turned out. And, you know, he's a, a big um, reason why it turned out so well. While I have you here, I guess I'm going to tell you all the guests we've had on the show that I'm so grateful for. Um, I'm I'm really blessed, I think, um, to have people like this. And I want to, at the end of the season, you know, go back and you know remind you guys that these episodes were here you know if you're if you came in late into the show and you haven't watched the back catalog now's the perfect chance to listen to these great people um so first of all phil better from the phil better show uh stock show i don't remember your stock show but i'm sorry uh invest in yourself pod he's uh the podcast mogul himself uh he was my very first episode um love that guy check him out Stephen White from Super Mega Crash Bros Turbo, formerly formerly of the Kaiju Weekly Podcast. You left that one out, buddy. Uh, I'm bad at you. I'm not really. You're a cool dude. Um, Pat Aura 
the history historia canadiana yeah that's a good podcast guys check that one out sheila nickerson from the unfortunately now defunct hardly heroes but you can check out her sector seven salon um great nerd um sad that hardly heroes is no longer around um because of that we couldn't get her on my on the fake nerds watch for star trek lower decks uh, she was too busy i'm sad about that honestly ken knapsack what can i say about ken knapsack force center casterly talk gpa uh dude congratulations just funded a board game dude awesome love talking to ken knapsack helen o'hara i love helen o'hara i'm so i'm such a big fan of her i'm really glad i got to finally talk to her she's film critic from empire podcast empire magazine uh i just watched her uh, surprise in the attack of the hollywood cliches um so yeah michael tanner from burn after pitching Derek mcduff from underrated get me on that show dude i want to be on that show chris maverick from the vox podcast uh that was a really really fun episode sparks witty um obviously my co-host on the fake podcast um we did that in two parts there's a part one and a part two of that one the second one could really just be me um we should do another one of those next season sparks where we talk about kind of my my exploration through the doing the show um robert l kelly from the record all monsters podcast how can i forget you buddy richard kirk from the d20 future show i learned a lot about uh tabletop board games that episode karis lunn from kingdom minds she is starting her own podcast her own journey fan into fandom podcast called journey into fandom um which i considered a name for this show i'm really excited for that i hope to be on that show karis i promise i'll get back to you soon um so follow that podcast um that's gonna be a, a fun one i think reese devlin from the craig and banter podcast michael hahn from the gd podcast um gaming dads yeah that was a good episode guys that's a really good episode andy polistides uh from the great derelict podcast i'm gonna be on your show dude i promise i'll get there eventually um he's been a big proponent of the show he constantly um message me after every episode not every episode i'm over exaggerating but he's a lot of fun I'm really happy that i was able to talk to him and maybe we'll talk again about the sports fandom and whatnot um scott Clora from the transporter th- transporter room three podcast um really happy i got to finally talk to scott Clora. i'm a big fan of the transporter room three podcast it's the only star trek podcast i, I listen to until next season if i get a star trek podcast in which case that's the only one i apologize in advance um big fan of your big fan of his glad i got to talk to him brandon jacobs currently my my highest listened to episode uh from up from the depths um he was kind enough to chat my chat my show out on um youtube and i got a lot of hits from that one i'm really glad i got to finally talk to him i've been a big fan of his youtube channel since i found it uh for i think king of the monsters my co-host from the fake nerd podcast ben magnet um christian renteria from the movie pit podcast of course, Travis Alexander from the Kaiju Weekly and Michael Hamilton from Kaiju Weekly. Thank you, everyone. Uh, all 22 of you for 23 episodes. Man, I cannot thank you guys enough for making this show what it is. But I'm kind of doing this in a hurry because this episode is now two days late. Um, I'm Part of the reason why I'm ending the show is because of how late this show has gotten. I was starting a new job and it's triggered my post-traumatic stress syndrome uh, disorder. Um, in ways that I haven't felt for, oh God, almost six years. Um, and I'm really sad about that. And I, I'm going to fix that. I'm going to, and going to get, get out of this job and hopefully find a better one. Um, but until that, 
time and until I can start recording new episodes, the show will have to go. Um, you know, and that's that's a bummer. But uh, you know, I'm really happy with how the show turned out and um I I I will not let it go quietly into the night. I know I mentioned last time that I'm always upset when my podcasts end and you know, we have such a hard time getting those shows back. Miscellaneous Fickner Book Club, both podcasts that are just, you know, I don't know when they're coming back. You know, it's it, it's no one's fault. You know, it really isn't. It's just time. You know, this is not our full time job. You know, but if you want to help us out, guys, this is a good time to plug. I guess we do have a Patreon and we do have a T Public. Uh, if you want to support us financially, uh, both of those options are available. I'm pretty happy with our T Public. Oh, there's a new Travis Alexander shirt that's going to be dropping. Um, I'll, Fakner podcast. Uh, I'll put that up on the Fakner podcast this week, um, so you guys can see it. Uh, I'm really happy with it. It's kind of fun. So thank you for that, Travis. You're cool. I like you. I like Michael. I like everyone who did this show, man. Man, that's a bummer. I hope I'm not talking too fast. I don't want to keep it too. I don't want to get too lulled. Yeah. But as I mentioned last week, I made the decision to end this show, and I'm going to stick by that decision, and I'm going to get it back. And as mentioned up top of the show, I have started the Conversation uh, Twitter account. Um, Sparks, my good buddy over on the Fickner Podcast, suggested that I should. He's right. I should have done it ages ago. And I finally got it. It is Convert underscore Station. I was wrong about about it up top. Maybe I'll go back and edit it. I probably won't. I'll be honest with you guys. Um, Convert underscore Station. There is where I'm going to put out all the updates as I move into Season 2. Hopefully by next year. My goal is probably February. I'm going to start recording soon. Within a couple of weeks. When we got the holidays coming up. So it'll be be slow goings. But it's going to happen. And my my goal right now is for February. Don't hold me to that. But uh, the updates will be on that Twitter account. So follow that. Reach out if you want to be a part of the show. Reach out to that show. And be like, yeah, hey, let's record a, let's find a date to record. And I'll be like, hell yeah, let's do it. Uh, email me, guys at gmail.com and conversationpod at gmail.com. Um, I'll link both of those uh, in the description from now on. Of course, the Conversation Twitter account will be linked below as well. Um, Travis, uh, sorry, Michael uh, Hamilton will have all the links below for his show. You can find Kaiju Weekly. Um, all the links for that we've collaborated with them will be below as well. Um, uh, Kaiju Ramen, that'll be there. I don't want to just ramble. I know I'm rambling a lot. It's because I'm sad that I have to put this show to bed. Uh, but it, it is what it is. It must be done. Um, and I will, you know, uh, there, there's people, I have a wish list of people that I want to get on for next season. There's things I want to talk about. Um, this season we kind of touched on, um, religious, religion being fandom centric um being kind of a fandom i'd love to talk to someone about that you know maybe i'll get people i've had on before uh come back on and, and kind of do like uh fandom updates uh their co-hosts could come on i'd love to reach out to some of your co-hosts um that weren't able to weren't able to be on yeah uh whatever whatever we can do guys to get this back uh big or small i don't care except i really want the weekly planet if you can get me the weekly planet guys let's do it let's make it happen and i don't want to reiterate what i already said uh last week um yeah 
it's kind of a little too personal also. I really shouldn't get too personal on, on the internet, but you know what? Whatever. I've got a lot of mental disorders, so maybe who knows what the hell I'm talking about. But, yeah. Now that'll do it. So I guess I should do some plugs for myself. Um, obviously, this show is Conversation. Uh, this is the final episode of Season 1 of Conversation, so go back and listen to all the other ones. If you're new to the show, coming in for this episode or the last episode or the episode before that, there's a lot of really cool guests that I've talked to uh, that I think you're going to be very interested in listening to. Um, I've had a lot of really good conversations. Conversations. I say it just... Anyway. Um, and uh, there's more shows. Uh, on my, I, I call it the family of podcasts. With this, the Fake Nerd Family, Fake Nerd Podcast, Family of Podcasts. Um, there's obviously uh, Fake Nerd Book Club, Animation Station, um, Animation Station. I think there's a, oh uh, well, yeah, there's probably going to be a new episode soon. I hope. Um, that's kind of that, that's a really that's a really loose show, so the episodes aren't aren't quite as um, consistent as others. Uh, Fickner's Watch is wrapping up soon, actually. Both of the Fickner's Watches are wrapping up soon. Uh, gonna be taking a break until the next Star Trek and, um, Marvel show. It's not really just Star Trek and Marvel, but those are really prevalent shows right now. Uh, we're trying to get more, more shows recorded and, like, specials and whatnot, but we're, we've currently been doing What If. The final episode of What If will be recorded soon and will be coming out, uh, in the near future. And, of course, the latest episode of Star Trek Lower Decks will be coming, will be coming out in the future. will be recorded soon. Uh, but both those shows are ending. So, you know, stay tuned for more Fake Nerds Watch. Um, then there's uh, Basement Arcade. Basement Arcade, it's spooky time, guys. It's October, spookies. Um, we're, we're scaring Ben. We're scaring the crap off of Ben. Crap out of Ben. And me, honestly. Um, uh, by, go- by making Ben go through a bunch of spooky video games all over on Basement Arcade. Um, and there will be more Basement Arcade recordings to come, so stay tuned for that. Basement Arcade pause menu is Ben Magnet's um, kind of main show, honestly. Like he, uh, it- It's this, but with video games uh, is probably the easiest way to describe it for myself, because I'm I know, just video games, guys. I'm not great at video games. But um, he's killing it on that show. Uh, new episodes. The new episode is actually out right now. You can check that out, both audio and digitally, uh, and video. Um, and then, of course, there's, I think that's everything, except for, of course, the Fake Nerd Podcast. Um, look, this is coming out on Saturday, so Sunday we are talking about the latest James Bond movie, No Time to Die. Um, I wrote a piece for Atomic Geekdom. Um, you know, I'll link that below, too. Whatever. I'm linking a bunch of stuff in the description. Um, I wrote a piece for Atomic Geekdom about the first four Daniel Craig Bond films and how they've shaped the James Bond canon um, in, in in unique ways to, than prior. Uh, so check that out and make sure to check out our live show on Sunday, our live recording on Sunday where we talk about No Time to Die. Uh, so yeah. As I mentioned before, we have a Patreon and we have a Tee Public. You can find the links to those. Um, I don't think I've linked them below, but I have linked our website, which is fakenerdpodcast.com um, and you can check out all the links to everything there. Uh, yeah. So, of course, guys, please check those out. Uh, support us where you can. Like this. Subscribe to this. Rate it. Um, even that helps. It helps me get this back on the air also. Yeah. All right. Um, I should go. I don't want to. I want to stop recording. The show's over. But I have to. I hope I didn't ramble on too long for you guys. Um, almost <laughs> as long as the... 
episode itself. Half the episode, I should say. All right, that'll do it. Okay. Until next season, stay true to the fan of you.